you're not really looking for millions of affiliates for your brand. You could be scaling very well with a dozen that are sending you quality traffic. You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates, and grow your profits. Hello and welcome. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this e-commerce marketing-focused podcast. If you're not familiar with our format, well, each month we focus on a different marketing method like email or SEO or Facebook ads. And each week I interview a different expert to explore the latest advice on making it work for you. This month we've been all about affiliate marketing, exploring it from lots of different angles. In this episode, we're exploring a specific business model with affiliates, a really performance marketing, numbers-focused, conversion-focused game about new customer acquisition, where you're giving away big old commissions to get big volume from your affiliates, so you all grow brilliantly together. So we're going to be talking through that. In the course of that, we're also going to be covering how you go about creating and structuring the offer that attracts the perfect affiliates to you. So if you ignore some of the numbers, everything we're talking here is totally relevant if you are going to be structuring any kind of affiliate marketing strategy and plan because all of you want to bring the right affiliates to your program. So we're going to be talking about how you copyright that offer. We're going to be talking about how you come up with your commission rates. We're going to be talking about how the conversion rate is really important to share with the affiliates and which conversion rate you should be sharing with them. We'll be talking about should you be doing all your products or just specific products We'll be talking about the stages of recruitment. There is so much goodness and insight in this episode. I'm really, really pleased we're having this super practical session as the last of our affiliate episodes. Do make sure you listen right to the very end of the episode because at the end of the interview, my guest will, as always, be sharing their quickfire insider tips about how to maximise the performance of affiliates. There's some great tips coming up in that section. And then I'll be sharing my take on it all, plus outlining some more free ways we can help you to improve your affiliates even more. So stay tuned to the end, everybody. Genie Goals are the performance marketing agency for ambitious e-commerce brands. Their dedicated and award-winning team has over 40 years experience within the affiliate industry, including actual brand and client-side experience, having operated as an affiliate and working at a network partner. Plus, they're founding members of the APMA, the Affiliate and Partner Marketing Association. Genie Goals have launched and managed programs for many e-commerce stores, including SMEs like Only Curls and powerhouses like Carl Lagerfeld. They're platform agnostic and take a full funnel approach to make sure they're proactively growing your sales. Want to understand more about affiliates but hate the jargon and don't know where to start? Well, you can grab your free copy of Genie Goals Affiliate Marketing for Beginners guide now without even giving them your email address. Madness! Um, you can get it by going to keepopt.com forward slash genie goals, all one word. So G-E-N-I-E-G-O-A-L-S. That's keepopt.com forward slash genie goals for the perfect affiliate marketing for beginners guide. In this episode, I'm chatting with affiliate expert Thomas McMahon. Thomas is all about successful affiliate marketing, having spent eight years helping grow affiliate platform ClickBank, both on the publisher side, that's the affiliate side, and the merchant side, that's also known as the advertiser side. And he's also the co-host of ClickBank's very own Affiliated 
podcast. Hello, Thomas. Hello, Chloe. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Uh, brilliant to have you on the show. Thanks for making time for us. How did you end up in the marvelous world of affiliate marketing? Oh, gosh, it's the boring corporate story, unfortunately. No, I was, I was managing a team of link builders and content writers at a link building SEO agency here in Boise, uh, Page One Power, which they do great work if you're looking for that kind of work for your business. And I kind of capped myself out of growth there. And a buddy had joined ClickBank eight years ago now. I was like, hey, you should check this out. So I did and ended up joining over at ClickBank as an account manager. So I mean, I was managing at the time, it was the top like biz op, make money online sellers or merchants um, and the top media buyer publishers or affiliates. I was working across both sides there. So I got a good breadth of kind of industry that way. And then moving to more of a sales role to onboard sellers. So that's what we'd call the merchants over here, like the people who own the offer. And so I did pretty well at that. And now I'm running the partnership team at ClickBank. So we're kind of working with the bigger brands in the space and how we can kind of support our clients with those. Got you. So it's interesting. A lot of our guests this month have had experience on multiple sides of the affiliate space, which is is feels more likely, I right now realize, in the affiliate space than in the in any other of the marketing arenas. But cheeky question, you've been on both sides. Who has it better, the affiliates or the sellers? They both think each other have it better. It's classic. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it just depends on what you want to do with your life. It's... <laughs> Ultimately, right, if you're an offer owner, if you're a brand, if you're a merchant, right, it's like you have probably a longer business cycle and you have a bit more control over things, but you also have a lot more operational costs. You have a lot more overhead. You have a lot more things going on that you kind of need to be aware of and have control over. Whereas if you're an affiliate, you might be an expert on one single marketing channel and scale pretty big, but you might be tied to that marketing channel, whether you like it or not. So if Zuckerberg does something you don't like and blows up your business, you're kind of left holding the bag and figuring out what to do next. But of course, that can happen on the seller side too. But it's always classic. I always see affiliates and they're like, oh, I want to make my own offer. I want to launch my own offer. I have to kind of, instead of get excited for them, kind of stop and ask why 10,000 times because they think they're going to make a lot more money doing that. I'm like, you might in 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) But as the affiliate, you're making the majority of the profit on the sale already. So if you're thinking you're going to make a lot more money, you might, but you need to have like that brand building focus to do it versus just doing more of what you're great at, which is driving high quality traffic to an offer. Yeah. Is that thing of it's a totally different business model, people approach with caution whenever you're you know it's like you know you get it with e-commerce brands going i think we're going to open a chain of shops oh hold up hold up that's a bit different or let's go wholesaling it's like yeah it's a great idea but don't just go wholesaling get all your ducks in a row realize what you're going to be doing approach different business models with caution but you mentioned in there about the affiliate getting a fair chunk of the profit of the sale anyway for the work they're doing and that's what we're kind of here to talk about is how much of the profit you give to the affiliates how you construct that offer to attract the affiliates in and i suspect we'll end up getting into how you use it to keep them selling for you too but how in that general part of the affiliate plan, which is as a merchant that you are trying to recruit affiliates to your program, trying to persuade affiliates to send traffic to your site that will hopefully buy. How important is the offer as a part of that mix? You know, is it the outreach? Is it your brand awareness? Is it the types of affiliates you're working with? Or is it the offer? What What's the deal breaker? Where does the offer sit in all of this? I think the offer is one of the most important, if not the most important thing you can get right for your affiliate program. I think where a lot of uh, e-com brands kind of fall on their face with building an affiliate program is thinking 
their catalog of products is an offer <laughs> and assuming that affiliates are just going to do all of the marketing for them and build every single asset for them and just point something to a product page and see sales happen. And that does happen a little bit, but that's not going to scale, right? So if you're seeing like a trickle of sales come in every now and then, you're not really sure how someone's promoting, you probably have that kind of program versus knowing, okay, we've got hundreds of customers coming in a day from our affiliate channel, right? And it's targeted and it's converting and it's paying out well. That's probably going to more of an offer, which is a very clear pain point solution thing built around your best-selling product, but not necessarily the product itself. Got you. So tell us what you would define as being the offer. Is it just the percentage or is there more to it than that? No, the, the offer is essentially what you are pitching to the customer, right? So, hey, it's not just this is a water bottle you're going to get, right? It's like, hey, you're someone who wants the best, you know, in your life. You want to always never be thirsty, right? <laughs> here's, here's the best kind of thing for you're really selling this as the solution to their big problem, right? That is the offer. When I'm an affiliate going out there looking, I'm going, hey, what's the best offer I can promote for someone looking for a water bottle, right? And they could promote thousands of water bottles out there. They could just go to Amazon and copy an you know, Amazon shopper link and kind of point to that. Why are they going to pick your water bottle, right? And it's because it's going to be the best targeted to the audience they have. It's going to be very clear on how it's marketing to them. It's going to be high converting and high paying. So they're not just getting three to five percent from Amazon's right kind of program or whatever someone else might be doing, and that it's uh, designed to deliver the promises it's, that's being made. So customers are happy, don't refund, and affiliates are left with a good commission check. Got you. So it's, it is that whole package of essentially, can I sell this to my audience on behalf of the merchant, and am I going to make enough money back from that? that it's the best possible thing I could be selling to them at that point in time. Yeah. In my mind, there's kind of three types of affiliates that are motivated either by wallet, heart, or their brain. And usually brain is an overlap of the two, but a heart-minded affiliate might be going, I want the best product I can promote that I feel really good about that I can promote to my audience. They might not really care that they're getting a small commission. They're going to be very heart-focused and driven that way. That can be a more passive, I guess, offer and something that that affiliates would be really passionate about promoting possibly. Then there's a more wallet driven affiliate. Someone who goes, I need the best return on investment of my time or ad spend or resources when I'm promoting these offers. So I'm going to be looking at what gets me the maximum value on my time on a commission percentage and conversion percentage. And then you've got a good like Venn diagram of the two of those things. And then the brain part is it has to make sense, right? And so if you have someone that's fully wallet focused, they might not really care that it doesn't really make sense. They're just going to hammer the best converting offers. They're going to be the affiliates we're all scared about that we think might be a little scammy or, you know, aggressive and things like that. They're just going to shove things as far as they can and get the biggest commission they can and just burn whatever they can to do it. Versus the heart might not make hardly any money, <laughs> right? And they are okay with that until they're not. The ones in the middle are going to be going, okay, I need a good enough product. Or not good enough. I need the best product I can find for my audience that also pays me and performs for my business so I can keep leveling up and keep uh, scaling myself. So we're aiming for the brain ones, the ones who have got the ability to drive us plenty of traffic and sales, but who are also understand that that the product needs to be a good fit with their audience. Yeah, exactly. You need to kind of be, but you have to speak to their language. So if you're only speaking to like a heart person, you're talking about how this offer is amazing, not from like a conversion standpoint or anything, but just like, hey, this is the best product. Our customers love it. You're not actually speaking to the affiliate that is your customer in this case. I think of affiliate recruitment as B2B sales, mm -hmm. right? So it's like when you're speaking 
to affiliates, how are you actually communicating to them? Are you speaking their language? Are you talking in a way that they're going to understand that, oh, this brand gets it and I can work with them at a high level and it builds confidence, right? If you're not speaking that way to the wallet side of things as well, you're going to fall on your face. And on the flip side too, if you're speaking all wallet and there are the brands that do this too, if you're speaking all wallet, um, you're going to turn off like more of the influencer content creator type, the more heart kind of focus affiliate. So you can do both. And if you can do both and kind of work with any type of affiliate and have different even offers or different uh, structures set up for different types of affiliates, you can start to play in kind of all the courts and be able to keep scaling. Got you. Just for, for anyone who's not fully getting that, that means you need to write copy specifically for your affiliates. You can't just copy and paste what you put in your welcome email to your consumers. And you need to balance the story and the conversion rate and the percentages commissions that you're going to be giving in there. We've mentioned conversion rate quite a few times, and I suspect that's coming as a bit of a surprise to people listening to this because they're just thinking it's all about the commission. But affiliates pay a lot of attention to the conversion rates, don't they? And you need to give them, I mean, would you just give them your indicative whole website or what other affiliates are giving? What number are they most wanting to hear about on that conversion rate front? No, so I, I always couch this in the lens of performance marketing, right? So I'm trying to look at like, what is this campaign converting at? So when I look at that, it's like, what is this sales page converting at for this offer I've made for my affiliate program? In my opinion, you're probably not overly served to have a wide e-com shopping experience for your affiliate program. There are plenty of people that do that well. I find a more targeted, you know, this is more of a funnel for my affiliate supply traffic to with little navigation. It's designed to convert someone today, not 14 touch points later, right? Because I want to pay my affiliate today because I want them to see the excitement and the dopamine for my commissions today. <laughs> so they keep sending me traffic yeah. today, right? Um, so when they, you're looking at the conversion percentage, it's based off that offer you've made for that affiliate or not that affiliate, excuse me, for all affiliates. The thing here is like when I chat with a lot of e-com brands who are kind of trying to build the performance space and I ask them what their conversion rate is for an offer for their best-selling product, they go, oh, it's 12% or oh, it's 8%. I'm like, is that to cold traffic or is that to like your retargeting campaign where they've seen your brand 14 times? And it's usually the latter, right? They're looking at their conversion for the warmest traffic possible. I'm like, okay, we need to look at your conversion rate for the coldest traffic possible because that's the type of traffic affiliates will be sending. Even if it's referral traffic and they're, hey, check out this brand, I love it. That is warmer traffic from that affiliate, but it's cold traffic to your brand. Unless you're at the scale that you're instant pot, right, kind of thing. And people, you're just kind of synonymous with a niche yourself. So when you look at cold traffic, you really need to go, okay, if someone is not familiar with my product or brand, how well is this page converting to that audience? And now we're probably talking single digit percentage rates being pretty good, right? Like a 2% conversion rate, depending on price point, could be excellent kind of thing. Even 1% might be great if you've got a good enough average order value and commission. And I suppose the thing about that is, A, the affiliates are working to these conversion rates all the time anyway. So like you're saying, 2% is great. That's where they're expecting it to be. So you're only making a rod for your own back if you give them your all traffic conversion rate that's maybe 5% because when they don't get that, they're going to think negatively about you, which means they're less likely to continue promoting you. So honesty is the best policy here. The other thing, I can see you nodding. So I'm going to jump into another question because you said something really interesting there, which was about thinking of this as a funnel rather than going, yeah, send stuff to my homepage or any product you like, giving the affiliates more advice, more channeling, more help to drive you good sales. So 
I'm guessing we're talking, you know, creating a specific landing page for the affiliates that features entry products or bundles or, you know, something you know works well to recruit new customers that they can then send to that's a that's a page that's really built to maximize their, those conversions and probably not a page you use for anything else. Exactly. It's more of a performance marketing campaign page, right? Or a lander versus a home page or even a product page or a category page, right? You want them sending to, yeah, a very targeted landing page designed to convert for that specific thing, right? And so that is, it seems limiting, but what you're actually doing is freeing up the affiliate to go, okay, yes, I have traffic for that. I can send to that. It's almost like niching down with any campaign you do on your own marketing side. The more you niche down, the more you speak to an audience and to that specific avatar. Your avatar in this case, going back to the B2B sales example, is the affiliate, right? So how do you speak to that affiliate and how can they make decisions quickly to go, yes, I've got an audience for that or no, that's not a good fit for me. If it's not a good fit for them, no worries, right? They might be a good fit later if they have another traffic type open up or something. Or if they're a big enough affiliate, they go, hey, this is kind of a miss for me. Can you tweak the page? And you just spin up a duplicate of that page for that affiliate or use, there's some really cool tools out there now that can just make dynamic landers change for different parameters that come into it. And you just spin up a new version of that page for them, speaking to their audience pain points or their kind of brand and make a collab page for them. And now they can be sending traffic to it. But you're going to be hyper-targeted on that main lander, that main product, that main pain point you're solving for. And this is something we're telling them about during the recruitment. We're going, here's the landing page. It's converting at this. Let us know. This is what your commission is. This is what we expect to see off the back of it. This is how we, we want to sell to you. And it's all, it's up front. It's not like a reveal after they sign up. I call it their affiliate recruitment page. It's basically your lander to convert affiliates to promote for you, or at least to raise their hand and become a lead for you. And so that is exactly, it's detailing. This converts great for audiences like this, for women over 45, right? It's this kind of thing. Here's the front end page is X. The upsell one page is Y. Upsell two is Z. You get commissions here, here, and here for an average of Z, right? You start building it out for them. You get paid every blah day, right? You're kind of giving them, you're answering all the questions they're going to have. So that it builds that trust so that they know it's like, okay, this brand knows what they're doing. They know how to work with affiliates. You're featuring testimonials from other affiliates on that page, just like you would on your own product page for the product, but you're featuring testimonials from affiliates. This brand has been great to work with. They pay on time every time, right? You're kind of building that confidence and going for the close, which is a close in my brain for this is an affiliate has tested your offer. They've sent you some traffic. So a lead would be an affiliate signing up to apply with you if you've got a gated affiliate program versus an open one. And then you're sending them to actually test and then upselling them if you want to look at it from that point of view would be getting them to keep sending traffic consistently and more sales. Is the aim to find that one landing page offer that we use for the foreseeable future or is it to have kind of like a spring offer a summer offer an autumn offer or is it more the long-term one it does depend on your business type so if you do are more of a seasonal brand it might change but i tend to go towards evergreen as much as you can because you want a top performing offer that you can recruit multiple affiliates to for the foreseeable future and yes you might spin up new offers as you find new things um, and you might roll out different campaigns around different holidays or things like that but at the end of the day that page should be as evergreen and sticky as possible so you're not having to relaunch new offers every quarter kind of thing the fun part here is that this sounds like a lot of work to do this for affiliates 
right? Like, oh, does this worth all the effort? It is. But the fun part here too is if you, as you get better at building these performance marketing channels, which is really what we're talking about, this spreads out to the rest of your website and marketing too. Because you're going to go, oh, wow, this headline on this ad or this landing page is working really well. Let's bring some of these elements into our product pages. And you can start to see better conversion rates across all of your product pages and for your own e-com you know, brand building campaigns. So it's a rising tide that really does lift all boats. On the flip side too, you start to see the brands that work in a hybrid model where they're doing a lot of this performance marketing and the brand building, they're the ones that are doing a lot of the omni-channel stuff that you see scaling really well versus doing only brand building e-com marketing or only performance marketing. Now we've mentioned two things, two numbers that we haven't really got deep into. One is how much commission we pay. The other one is how fast we pay. Let's do payment first. I'm guessing fast is good. How fast is fast and acceptable in the affiliate space and how fast is bad? For self-hosted programs, most people are paying way too slow in order to scale an affiliate program. Usually it's like net 30 or net 60 even. I just blows my mind because like, how do you expect an affiliate to scale if they're waiting 30 to 60 days to get payments from you? They're like, oh, but we have to wait for refunds to settle and things like that. Like, sure, it makes sense for you to do that, but it doesn't make sense for the affiliate to keep sending you sales if they, if they have to wait that long. You're not going to work with a very savvy marketer if that's already what your limitations are. You're going to work with more of the heart affiliates, and this is not knocking them at all, but they're not going to be as savvy as a marketer because they're going to be going, cool, I'm getting commission. I can't really scale this too far unless you're b- building just really strong relationships with bigger content producers in that way. Really, you can't pay too fast. As long as your economics and cash flow are good, you really can't pay too fast. We pay here at ClickBank. If you're a top platinum client, you can get paid twice a week on a net three, net four basis. And then any affiliate on the platform can get paid net seven. So weekly on a net seven basis. And that's sped up from two years ago. Every affiliate was getting paid on uh, once every two weeks on a net 14. So we've tried to speed up our payments as much as we can tolerate because it just lets affiliates reinvest their commissions back into their marketing and are able to scale with our platform, but for our clients offers that are hosting our platform much faster. Got you. And you mentioned about refunds and cancels there, which of course, when we're running an affiliate program, we can kind of claw those back when they come in. But in order to do it quickly, then A, we need to be on top of those on a very regular basis of feeding them through to the affiliate program from our our own systems. But also, I'm guessing that building an element of that into the commission. So you, you're not going to be kicking yourself if you've paid in seven and then a cancel comes in on day eight. That's okay. You factor that into your numbers. So talk to us a bit about commissions. I just want to touch on the refunds real fast because the way we are able to pay that quickly without getting out of our skis too much is we hold a portion of the settlement. So if the affiliates owed $100,000 or something for that week, we'll hold a dynamic reserve based on their average refund rate for their account. So we can go, okay, on average, their refund rate is, let's say, 7.5%. We'll hold that. So then their commission check, instead of being hundred grand for that week, is going to be, what, 92500 for that week. We'll hold that 7.5% for 12 weeks. And then we pay that back in full after 12 weeks. So that reserve builds pretty quickly as if an affiliate scales. And that's usually plenty to take care of any refunds or chargebacks that might kind of happen, even if it was from a sale that already matched. The issue, right, is if you're trying to match this specific sale to this specific refund versus a pool of money this affiliate's getting. So if you can go back to the pool of money this affiliate's getting and this drawdown from that versus this specific customer, you are able to operate a bit more freely. 
what a sensible way to handle it. It hadn't occurred to me to do that, but it makes so much sense. I don't want to just plug networks here, but that is a benefit of working with a platform like ClickBank is that you can tap into their economies of scale where I can't do that. I wouldn't know how to do that for my own business, right? And kind of handle that bookkeeping. And my bookkeeper would kill me if I asked them to. But <laughs> but if I go to a network or a platform, they can handle all those payments and that issue of scale. And I can just focus on building a great offer and building a great um, affiliate program around their tech. Brilliant. Okay. Commission. How do we decide whether we're paying 2%, 5%, 10%, 20% or something crazy like 30%? Oh, wow. You're going to think I'm insane then. Because um, I think a 30% is usually way too low. Oh, okay. It, again, it, does, it depends on your business model, depends on your conversion rates, depends on how you're recruiting affiliates and who you're recruiting. But if we're talking building seven, eight figure affiliate channels, right? Typically what we're talking about is customer acquisition channels not front-end profit channels. And the key metric there is how much can you pay to acquire a customer? And if you can go negative to acquire a customer or break even to acquire a customer, and you're going to make more money on the lifetime value of that customer past day zero, you're in a much better spot. When clients ask me, how much can, should I pay an affiliate? I'm like, well, how much can you afford not to pay an affiliate? If your competitor is outpaying you, are you okay with that? If more sales go to their channel? It's the same thing with affiliates versus, say, competing with your competitor on Facebook because you're working with these affiliates who could be choosing between your offer or another offer to promote. Why would they keep promoting yours? Because you want to outpay and outconvert them. It is that teeter-totter of conversions and payouts. The better you convert, the less you can pay. But there is a ceiling usually on how well something can convert before you start getting into issues like fraud <laughs> and right and like making unrealistic claims. So in my boat, right, if we're looking at supplements, for example, supplements have pretty good margins usually, and they might be paying, I'm just thinking of some of the top offers in ClickBank right now, they're paying anywhere on a percent level, 60 to 80% to the affiliate to acquire that customer. Average order values are getting to the two to $300 range. And so affiliates are getting anywhere from... 150 to 200 dollars per order and they so that means that that offer can convert at like 0.9 percent and still scale very well because that affiliate knows that if i can just drive a thousand customers this page i'll get 10 sales and i'll have two thousand dollars as long as i spend less than that to acquire those customers i'm golden now the flip of that a bit is the type of affiliate you're recruiting so if you're not going for such a performance-minded affiliate, you're probably playing more in a boat where like maybe 50% is pretty good. Maybe 30% is okay as, we're, as you're starting out, but you will hit a ceiling on your affiliate recruitment as you start to go past kind of your very brand heart-lined affiliates. And if you want to scale bigger, you will start hitting more of a, uh, this isn't working for me. And it might not work for them in a sense where it doesn't convert for them, but they just know that for every email I send to my list... I could be making five grand with this offer, but I'm only making three grand with your offer. You might be thinking, wow, they made three grand. This is awesome. But they're going, eh, I've just lost $2,000. Yeah, I think that for me is the thing you always have to be thinking about with affiliates is you are dealing with people who are looking at their own P&L and they've got so much traffic they can send somewhere and they're trying to decide where the most lucrative place to send it is. And if you're not the person, if you're not the business, the brand, the offer, the conversion rate, the commission level, that's the payment structure that's going to get it for them. They're going to pick somewhere else. And it's it's a hard but very satisfying place because it's, it is so black and white. Thomas, we are going to move our way towards the insider tips now. So thank you so much, giving us so much insight into how, go, how to go about constructing our offer for our affiliates. Listeners, remember to stay tuned right to the end so you don't miss out on Thomas's insider tips on affiliates and my suggestions for more free resources to help you improve things even further in your business. 
Genie Goals are the performance marketing agency for ambitious e-commerce brands. Their dedicated and award-winning team has over 40 years experience within the affiliate industry, including actual brand and client-side experience, having operated as an affiliate and working at a network partner. Plus, they're founding members of the APMA, the Affiliate and Partner Marketing Association. Genie Goals have launched and managed programs for many e-commerce stores, including SMEs like Only Curls and powerhouses like Karl Lagerfeld. They're platform agnostic and take a full funnel approach to make sure they're proactively growing your sales. Want to understand more about affiliates but hate the jargon and don't know where to start? Well, you can grab your free copy of Genie Goals Affiliate Marketing for Beginners guide now without even giving them your email address. Madness! Um, you can get it by going to keepopt.com forward slash genie goals, all one word, so G-E-N-I-E-G-O-A-L-S. That's keepopt.com forward slash genie goals for the perfect affiliate marketing for beginners guide. Okay, Thomas, so far we've gone deep into how to construct your offers for affiliates. Now you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole of affiliate marketing. So for the following questions, your answers can be anything to do with affiliates, which of course does include everything we've already been talking about. Thomas, are you ready for these? Yeah, let's go. Okay, let's start with newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? I think it's understanding that affiliate marketing is a blend of relationship and rapport building with heavy data like we've been talking about here. It's not one or the other. It's the ability to craft strong relationships. I think people are often pretty surprised at how small the space is at the end of the day, right? It's not so much that there's millions of affiliates out there. You're not really looking for millions of affiliates for your brand. You could be scaling very well with a dozen that are sending you quality traffic. So you've only have that small amount of affiliates. How well is that relationship you're building? How do you actually build those relationships is very important or for your team to do if you're building an affiliate management team. But then also having that performance mindset we've been talking about today, like how well does it convert? How well does it pay? out? How do we get better operationally to keep um, on par or better than our competitors in the space so that we are the best offer that these affiliates can be promoting? Relationships, relationships, relationships. Everybody, we've talked about relationships in every episode because it is so important. So I love the fact you've brought that up for us, Thomas. Now, once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. So what's your favorite way to improve performance? I dive into the data. So clients ask me, hey, what's wrong with this page? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I've got ideas, but I'm not going to tell you it until you show me all the data. So I am a sucker for looking at the most data I can from the top of the funnel down to the bottom of the funnel. Bottom of the funnel to me isn't the last upsell. It's what is that customer journey after they buy and the lifetime value. So I look at conversion rate, average order value, and lifetime value, customer lifetime value. And with customer lifetime value being the most important thing in your business, you can sink your teeth into. And I'll say this, most brands don't know how to calculate this accurately and they're probably under or overpaying. And why is underpaying a problem? Because you could be paying more to acquire customers profitably and scaling a lot bigger. So I try to get the biggest map I can of that offers performance. And then we drill into what is the bleeding neck thing right now in that offer to fix? Is it conversion? Is it average order value? Is it LTV? It's, we can't pay more than 30%. Well, why not? Well, we need to make profit on this front end. Well, how come you're not making money off of your customer after you acquired them, right? So you start to ask the questions 
the issue is might be conversion rate, but the problem you're solving is why can't your team produce a converting offer? Do they not have the copywriting abilities? Do they not have the split testing capabilities? Do they not have the tech abilities to run those split tests? Right? You start to chew into those. And so you find the bleeding neck thing right now, you go solve that. It might be operations to go fix that problem. And then you go fix the next thing. Bigger brands can do all of those at once. Smaller brands are going to be focusing in a cycle going, okay, where's the bleeding neck? Let's go fix that and move to the next bleeding neck. That kind of pops up so you keep improving that offer. Brilliant advice. One might say, keep optimizing. Dare one say it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Now, if someone wants to learn more, is there one cheap or free resource you would recommend? Yeah, I'm really proud of the podcast I co-host with Kyle Kostecha on ClickBank. It's called Affiliated by ClickBank. We cover a lot of what we talked about today. We cover performance marketing, um, but we talked to kind of the diamond platinum top clients we have and that kind of audience. Um, there are some more newbie focused ones too. If you're just like, how do I make money online or how do I want to be an affiliate even? We've got a few of those episodes out there, but I'd recommend if you're like this kind of content, you go to the you know sort by oldest and start picking through the episodes that jump out to you. We don't have as much structure as you do here, Chloe. So it's more, you know, which guests we bring on or which topics we want to cover internally. But yeah, we bring some great guests in. We cover some meaty topics. We get pretty nerdy with it. So if you're just looking like what are the most common mistakes people make? We've got an episode about that when they're building an affiliate program. What I need to think about, we kind of cover a lot of what we touch on here into a lot more detail with specific episodes there. Yeah, but it must be quite cool running a podcast that's only about one thing because you get to go properly geeky and nerdy and drill down into it. We do get pretty geeky and nerdy. Yeah. Well, the fun part too is that we, so it's a bit maybe misnamed because we do, it's affiliated. We, we're talking affiliate marketing quite a bit, but we cover a lot of topics that a strong performance brand might have, which might be hiring, right? It might be, how do you actually go find an affiliate manager, right? So we can kind of get pretty, we, you know, we talk with Tyler Ryan of LTV numbers about why your LTV number calculations right now aren't accurate and how they actually be accurate because tangentially it doesn't make sense. But if you can actually back into a true LTV, you can now probably pay the affiliate a lot more or back into much healthier commission for your brand sort of thing. So we touch a lot of different aspects of it, but they all kind of record or rooted around building the best performing offer you can make for affiliates. Nice. We'll make sure there's a link to that in the show notes for everybody too. And um, finally, crystal ball time, what's coming up in the next six to 12 months that we should be getting ready for? <laughs> Gosh, has anyone not said artificial intelligence or AI? <laughs> <laughs> it's always either AI or tracking and attribution at the moment. It's one or the other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Both of those. Gosh. Um, honestly, I'm going to say AI too, because I was slow to kind of buy into the hype because I thought it was the, you know, the next NFT thing. I'm like, okay, this is going to blow over. And I've realized it's not that. And it's going to be very powerful. Obviously, everyone talks about like the power to create content, the power to create that it's AI is largely going to make content worthless, right? Or the ability to produce it worthless. So if that is important for your brand, which it is for everybody, because ad creatives are content, right? It's equally terrifying and invigorating to see because it speeds you up so much when you look at it, but it also speeds up your competitors so much and they can copy your business. They can, right. They can outperform your business if they're leveraging AI, AI and you're not. But what really excites me about this specifically like the affiliate conversation is the ability for a smaller company or smaller team to start operating much more efficiently like a bigger company tomorrow, right? So that example might be, say your affiliate recruitment page in the lead gen form there. Instead of waiting for your affiliate manager to vet all those all themselves, that could be an AI API into your email or another tool like Respondar or something you're using to actually respond in real time to everyone filling out those applications so that you can close more of those affiliate leads coming on. And then there's it's ascending people up to your affiliate manager for either questions as an answer or for the things that you've identified and, hey, help me qualify this. So then you can have those one-on-one conversations 
conversations you need to have. Um, that's just a very basic example of what you could be doing on the split testing side of things, right? How can we roll a better split test? How can you be making better email swipes for affiliates with it? How can you just speed up everything with it is where I'm really getting excited about. And then the operational side of it, of course, is where I think you can double down and get a lot of ROI with it. So if you don't have someone on your team right now diving into AI and how it can be used in your business, especially productized for your business, it's, yeah, it's really exciting and would tell you to stop waiting and let get someone on that today. Excellent. Not only did you say, you might have said AI, but you definitely got into why we should care about AI, which is the important part. So, uh, so no, great advice. Thank you so much there, Thomas. We are nearly at the end of the show, though. So could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business? Yeah, so you can find me um, across social media at Happy Scaling is the handle I use. You can find my website at happyscaling.co. Um, you can find ClickBank, of course, at clickbank.com and at ClickBank and all those good places. Our YouTube channel is uh, pretty prolific with content as well. If you're looking for kind of other free content, that one, YouTube channel is a bit more newbie focused, uh, but we do drop the podcast episodes there if you like to watch and things like that um, and do some other deeper dives into things there too. Um, so yeah, ClickBank or at Happy Scaling for me, or you can find me on LinkedIn, Thomas McMahon. And yeah, happy to, happy to connect with anyone who wants to chat of this kind of stuff i geek out on it as you can tell and have a good time doing it <laughs> awesome thanks thomas it's been brilliant having you on the keep optimizing podcast so thanks for sharing so much with us it's been a real pleasure awesome thanks for having me chloe so there we go if you want to get serious about growing affiliates as a performance marketing channel can you go about structuring an offer in as precise and focused a way as Thomas was just outlining there. Can you create that brilliant landing page that works great for cool traffic, that's got the right product to convert those brand new customers, that those type of affiliates are going to be able to bring you new customer after new customer after a new customer? And do you know your numbers well enough to be able to give them the kind of commission levels they want and all those other bits and pieces we were talking about? Now, if you're thinking, no, 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 we can only do five, 10% maybe, and we, we don't want to build a specific landing page, we want to do the general stuff, that's totally cool. But take all those lessons we just talked about and put them into your plans because you still need to go about recruiting the affiliates. You still need to speak to them in the right way. You still need to be clear to them what your conversion rates are and what your commission rates are. You still need to create the right copy that's going to bring them in and give them the tools they need to build for you because there are so many different strategies in affiliates and what we've looked at in this episode is a very specific one that is doing some amazing results for Shopify brands at the moment but you've got to be committed to it you've got to be ready to adopt that structure if you want to do a different structure of affiliates that's totally cool too well look you can get the links to everything we discussed the full transcript of this episode important notes and more at keepoptimizing.com or you can use our special direct episode short links. Just put keepopt.com forward slash episode number into the URL bar and you'll be redirected straight to the correct episode page. When you get to the website, you can also add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the other things I share to help you improve your business. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Keep Optimizing podcast. Our whole set of episodes about affiliate marketing is now live. It's been a brilliant way to kick off 2024. So please make sure you listen to them all to get an idea of the full scale of what you could be doing with affiliates this year. We've talked about what we just talked about. We've talked about putting your own software in place on your site and running it yourself. We've talked about all the different types of affiliates you could recruit. We've talked about why it's going to be big in 2024. So many different ways you can use this channel to drive the sales for your business. If you want to catch those items right now, those episodes right now, you can scroll up your podcast feed to the things that say affiliates or head to the website keepopt.com forward slash 
affiliate, where you'll find all our affiliate content, including the episodes we've put out previously, which are also totally relevant to all of this. They don't age. Now, our next masterclass topic is storytelling. Yeah, we're going from deep and dirty and marvellously wonderful performance marketing into soft and fluffy storytelling. Or is it? Well, we're going to be doing a whole month of different ways to go about building those stories, sharing those stories and using them to drive connection to your customers and long-term sales and a bit of new customer acquisition too. So make sure you tune in next Wednesday for our storytelling series and make sure you're subscribed to us or following us on your favourite podcast player so you don't miss it. And if you know someone who's particularly interested in affiliate marketing or in storytelling, tell them that we're covering it. Tell them to listen to the Keep Optimising podcast because this show exists to help you and them improve your marketing. Have a great week and make sure you listen to the next episode so I can help you to keep optimising your marketing. Access everything Keep Optimising at keepoptimising.com. That's with an S, not a Z. Genie Goals are the performance marketing agency for ambitious e-commerce brands. Their dedicated and award-winning team has over 40 years' experience within the affiliate industry, including actual brand and client-side experience, having operated as an affiliate and working at a network partner. Plus, they're founding members of the APMA, the Affiliate and Partner Marketing Association. Genie Goals have launched and managed programs for many e-commerce stores, including SMEs like Only Curls and powerhouses like Carl Lagerfeld. They're platform agnostic and take a full funnel approach to make sure they're proactively growing your sales. Want to understand more about affiliates but hate the jargon and don't know where to start? Well, you can grab your free copy of Genie Goals Affiliate Marketing for Beginners guide now without even giving them your email address. Madness! Um, you can get it by going to keepopt.com forward slash genie goals, all one word. So G-E-N-I-E-G-O-A-L-S. That's keepopt.com forward slash genie goals for the perfect affiliate marketing for beginners guide.